It's episode 52 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show, and I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. This show is designed to empower women to find their own expression of the keto diet to maximize their health and happiness. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hey, hey, friends. Thanks again for joining me on Keto for Women. Super happy to have you here, as always, for episode number 52. And this time, it's another episode with a great actually two great guests that we have on the show for you today. Before I introduce them, let's just chat a little bit, a few things to update you guys on. As I mentioned last week, and in case you didn't hear, there is the Fat-Burning Female Self-Study officially open for enrollment. It is actually always going to be open for enrollment. It's always available to you. It is a self-study DIY option for my Fat-Burning Female project. It's really, kind of like I mentioned last week, it's really for the lady who kind of wants to do it on her own time, doesn't need the support or guidance of myself as a nutritionist or fellow fat-burning femalers past and present. That's what goes on in the group class, my fat-burning female project, which I run every other month. But if that's not something that's appealing to you or that's not the kind of thing you're looking for and you just kind of want to learn the keto for women transition and lifestyle style and intuitive eating and all that good stuff that we do in the Fat Burning Female Project. If you want to kind of do that on your own, then hey, there's an option for you now. Super exciting. So you can head over to bit.ly slash FBF self study. That's bit.ly slash FBF self study. And go ahead and grab that. Like I said, always available to you. You can get it at any time. You can do it at any time. You can do it slower than the course takes. You can't really do it quicker because I don't allow that (laughs) because that's kind of what the whole situation is with the fat-burning female. So go ahead and check that out. I have gotten some questions from some ladies looking to do the fat-burning female and not sure which path to take. And usually those people that are asking about that have some sort of question about keto or about their specific medical or health history that they're looking to take charge of or something where there's a little underlying story. If that is the case, let me just tell you that you're going to want to do the project. The self-study is really not for somebody that has questions, honestly, because you're not going to get an answer most likely. If you have some things that you're working on that would potentially require some additional guidance from me, then you want to do the project so that I can answer those questions for you. So that's really where basically my entire practice, everything that I do where I provide assistance to people happens in the project and beyond with my other smaller group functional testing classes. So that's really where the support and guidance from me comes in. So doing the self-study, you're not going to get those questions necessarily answered specific to your case because you will be doing it on your own. So that's the overwhelming question that I've been getting is, I'm going through this and this, or I want to heal this and this, which one should I do? And it's always going to be the project. I mean, the only person that I would say, 
do the self-study to would be, hey, feeling really good, just want to do some touch-ups on my keto, make sure I'm doing it correctly, but everything's going really well. I feel great. I have no health concerns right now. Just want to check out keto. Then do the self-study, you know? And as I've mentioned, another big question I've been getting, yes, if you do the self-study first and then decide that you want to join in on a project later, you will get a coupon code within the self-study to join in on a project to take the money basically that you spent on the self-study and put it towards the project so you won't have to pay double or whatever extra to do both. So keep that in mind too. Again, that's bit.ly slash FBF self study to check that out. And that's also the same place where you can learn more about the project. So really that one website is going to show you the options so you can best determine which one is best for you. So it's the same place to join in on the project too, which just set the date for that. The next project, the enrollment will be Monday, July 2nd. And you will get your course materials delivered for week one, July 6th. And then we start as a group July 9th. So that's coming up pretty quickly too, especially with, I feel like summer months go by so quickly that before we know it, we'll be into the next round of the Fat Burning Female Project. And it'll be right after 4th of July. So all of my American friends, you can have a little celebration on the 4th of July, and then you'll be getting into ketosis right after that or continuing on or trying again, or whatever you're going to do as part of the Fat Burning Female Project. Secondly, just want to again remind you that I will be at KetoCon next weekend if you are listening to this when it airs or somewhere around when it airs. That is coming up the weekend of June 15th through 17th. I personally am speaking Sunday, June 17th, late morning, and I am doing a talk on how to find your version of keto, which I'm really excited about. Slides are pretty much all done. Talks coming together nicely, and I'm really excited to talk about that with everyone who's at KetoCon. So if you're going to be there, let me know, come find me, say something, introduce yourself. I love to meet all of you, of course. And if you're not sure yet if you're attending or want to know more about that, then there will be a link in the notes of this episode to check out the information about that. But next weekend in Austin, Texas. So if you live in Texas, you can still get all of your plans set and join us next weekend. Okay, I think that we will wrap up those few. And lastly, one more announcement, really important. Our podcast friends, ButcherBox, has a new promotion that I want to make sure you guys get in on. So if you were someone who took part in the salmon, the two pounds of free salmon last month, well, this month, maybe you're not into fish like me. I mean, I really enjoyed their salmon, but this offer really speaks to me and it might speak to you too. So for the next few weeks in June, ButcherBox is giving everyone a lifetime of bacon. So every time you place an order with ButcherBox for the rest of your life, you will get free bacon in your box, which I think that sounds pretty amazing if I do say so myself. That is really, really speaking to me. I love their bacon too. It's so good, sugar-free, very keto-friendly, of course. And that's just kind of the icing on the cake. When it comes to ButcherBox, the real deal is in the quality of the rest of the meat. I mean, I honestly have yet to have any meal that included a ButcherBox meat that I didn't think was outstanding. 
whether it is just chicken thighs in the Instant Pot or steaks on the grill or hamburgers or just sauteing up some ground beef or sausage. I mean, it's just everything has been absolutely incredible. They are just really super involved in the process of getting the best, highest quality meat from animals that are truly healthy and happy, which is in turn what we need to be doing to keep us healthy and happy. Those are the foods that we need to be eating. It is something that you absolutely cannot compromise on, especially as keto for women. Or like you're going to be taking so much better care of yourself and thinking so much more about your health overall. And that's one step of the process that has to change is the quality of your foods. And it starts with the meat. Then we move on to vegetables and really go for organic and as local as possible and as fresh as possible. Healthy fats, of course, that's super important to us being keto because we eat so much of them. But the meat's have to happen. And so that's where ButcherBox really comes in. They make it easy. You don't have to question it. You just know the source that they're getting their meats is of the utmost importance. So remember that. But then also go for some free bacon for the rest of your life because that's pretty amazing. So you can do so by going to butcherbox.com slash KFW. That stands for Keto for Women. And place your order. You'll get free bacon for life for the next couple weeks. And then the promo will change again. So if that promo really speaks to you, get in on it now. That's butcherbox.com slash KFW. All right, let's get to today's guest. I'm super excited for this conversation. It was just, we had such a great time chatting. I had Dr. Isaac Jones and Erica Jones on the podcast. They specialize in really all things functional medicine, but in particular in fertility and using a ketogenic diet to help women gain fertility, but also just general health. They very much use a keto diet in their practices with their patients and for multiple reasons, but we just had a really good conversation. There was a lot of really good topics that have never been discussed here on Keto for Women of other things that you should be working on with your health, how keto can help that, lots of stuff about infertility and women's hormones and just women's health overall. And it's just a good conversation. You guys are going to love it. So Before we hear more, here's a little bit more about Dr. Isaac Jones and Erica Jones. They are the creator of Elevase.com and Elevase Consulting. Since 2010, they have been leading executives, entrepreneurs, and their families to access levels of health and well-being they never thought possible. In 2017, they rebranded and launched their website, Elevase.com. Their mission is to be a leading source of content, resources, and products for the modern health-conscious family. Their goal is to lead families in elevating every day and creating a family flow of ease, health, success, and joy. All right, without further ado, let's hear from Dr. Jones and Erica. All right, two guests with me today. I'm so excited. Thank you both so much, Dr. Isaac and Erica, for joining me today on Keto for Women. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Our pleasure. And such a good topic and something that I honestly probably every day get a question about. So really happy to have you guys here, especially as a team, to talk about this and from two different perspectives, the idea of fertility and if we can use a ketogenic diet to help, what we need to do, like things we need to consider, keeping all of that in mind, what's the best path to go. So I'm really excited to chat about that. But first, let's just hear a little bit from both of you about kind of your backgrounds, who you are, where you've been, where you're going, all that good stuff. uh, (laughs) So we get to know you all. Yeah, that sounds great. So we 
have been running a virtual health consultancy since about 2010 when we first got married. And it's been a huge blessing for us. We have been helping high-performing families like executives entrepreneurs and their families through our consulting business for the last eight years. And it's been really exciting for us. And for me, I really kind of got pulled into a more healthy, holistic lifestyle when I met my husband in 2009. And back at that time, I was working for a pharmaceutical company, very medically focused. And he just brought me to a place where he helped me to realize that I could function at such a higher level. So through a lot of empirical data, we use a lot of lab testing when we're working with clients. He just put me through his entire program. And I just realized a lot about myself, like I had hormone issues and food sensitivities and my energy levels weren't optimal. And through all of that, he really helped me to get my health at a level that I just never thought was accessible. And so we've been doing that for people for the last eight years. And our website, elevays.com, is devoted to really sharing our mission, which is to help these executives and high-performing families to also access these great levels of health. So my passion really comes from being someone who used to work in pharmaceuticals, very medically oriented, um, fast food diet, the whole nine conventional um, type of lifestyle and really being able to come into holistic way of living and seeing the benefits and results for me. So I'm just super passionate about that for women. And I'm really excited to be here and to share a lot of what we learned, especially as it applies to keto on the show today. I love it. And what about you, Isaac? Yeah. So I'm excited for the listeners today because Eric and I look at each other and we're just like, man, we're so blessed to have been able to get pregnant with our three now children. One is due in just a couple of weeks from now. And Eric is literally nine months pregnant on this podcast <laughs> right now. We've got, literally we've about got, to pop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We've got two boys, four and two. And a lot of people, like there's so many fertility issues out mm-hmm. there right now. And there's so many problems with fertility and ultimately had the opportunity to have kids whenever we want to. And not get pregnant when we don't want to get pregnant and get pregnant when we want to get pregnant mm-hmm. almost to the day. But the cool thing about that is that there's an actual system behind it. And there's a lot of mystery around infertility that we can get into. And then also a lot of solutions around how do you become as fertile as possible. And Erica, my wife is extremely brilliant. She's like a research scientist. She has her master's in health science, but she loves researching and I've never seen a woman read so many books on fertility before we got pregnant. So (laughs) it'll be a great kind of wealth of knowledge for you listeners. But yeah, I actually kind of stumbled upon the ketogenic lifestyle when I was in my doctorate program. The reason why I even wanted to become a doctor in the first place was because I had my life transformed through the health space, functional medicine and functional nutrition And it was just after I was on all these different medications for ADHD and dyslexia. And so I had this amazing experience and completely transformed my energy and my health. And a lot of it had to do with diet and a lot of it had to do with what was going on in my gut and things of that nature. So I decided I'm going to dedicate my life to becoming the best high performance doctor I can be. So when I was in school, I actually was roommates with a doctor that just had the largest ketogenic educational summit where I was one of the keynote speakers in it called the Keto Edge Summit. His name is Dr. David Jockers, but he was actually my roommate and he would experiment with all these different diets. He and I would just kind of 
experiment with different things. And it was pretty amazing when I actually started to see the results. And I was blown away because he was getting muscle mass. He was getting ripped. You know, I was getting even more ripped. But I just was blown away with the overall energy and mental clarity and all of the side effects of going into a ketogenic state. So it was actually during that time, while I was still a student in, in my program, where I kind of stumbled upon this. But since then, I've worked in one of the largest health centers in the world in Orlando, Florida. That's where I met Erica. And since then, we've really built what is considered the top high-performance concierge health, virtual health program for people around the world. Now we coach and train hundreds and now it's actually over a thousand doctors in various strategies and tools and technologies to really impact people's lives in huge ways through our company, Health Experts Alliance. So, so there's a lot of cool things going on and we're grateful to be on this call with you to add value to your listeners. I love it so much. And I love how, of course, I think this is the case with most of us in this holistic functional medicine world where we all come to it because we had our own experiences that we go from not being so healthy to really Mm -hmm. making this huge change by just making some simple changes in our lives and not having to rely on medicines and things like that anymore. So I love that that's how both of you came to be in this world as well, because it's the same story for myself. So let's talk a little bit just in general, how or when do you use a ketogenic diet in your practice with what you're doing now? Mm. Yeah, I'll jump in real quick. And then Erica, you can jump in after me. The ketogenic lifestyle, I think, is across the board, one of the best diets that anyone could go on for a number of reasons. I'll talk about, I'll let Erica talk about the benefits from an inflammatory perspective and some of the benefits from a fertility perspective. But, you know, ultimately, one of the best genetic-based diets, when I look at people's genomes, well, we're looking at all these single nucleotide polymorphisms, which is like the base of who you are as a person genetically. I would say the majority of people genetically actually need a more low carb diet. And especially if they're dealing with inflammation, and when we're looking at chronic cellular inflammation or what they call the no-ono cycle in the world of science, this is something that is, is completely across the board a, a huge challenge in what we're experiencing and what we're dealing with. Most people have inflammation in their body on a cellular level, and the goal is to get rid of it. And so one of the best ways to do that is a low-carb diet. One of the best strategies within the context of a low-carb diet is to follow the ketogenic diet because there's just so many powerful things that your body can do when you're in a healing state of ketosis. And so we use it as a tool. I think it's a great lifestyle diet to be on, to come in and out of, and for some people to be on even in the long term. But it is one of the best tools that anyone can use to get to a high state of performance. I use it with executives and entrepreneurs to help them access higher levels of productivity in the day to get more done in less time, to increase their energy, to increase their brain function, and also just become more higher functioning version of themselves. So, you know, I could keep talking about the different reasons why we use the ketogenic diet. It's also like amazing for people that have Alzheimer's or people that have cancer. If you've read the book, Cancer as a Metabolic Disease, which is just an awesome book that really talks about more of a ketogenic lifestyle to help to reverse cancer. But those are just some of the things that, that we use the ketogenic diet for. Awesome. But then specifically for women, 
potentially too, if they're looking for healing their hormones or perhaps finding answers about their infertility concerns, things like that, that's also something you would turn to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what I wanted Erica to kind of chime in on. That's one of the best things that we have been able to do to help women get pregnant. And we've worked with a lot of different women that were having challenges with infertility. And one of the best tools that we use is the ketogenic diet. And I'll I'll let Erica chime in on that. Yeah, I would definitely agree with everything Dr. Jones just said. I think when I was beginning my journey with him back in 2009 and just just coming from a place of eating a very conventional diet and really trying to correct a lot of the hormonal imbalance I was having, which was leading to like the really painful cystic acne, painful periods. I had issues with fibroids as well. And one of the first things that he taught me was becoming aware of the sugar that I was eating in my diet, which I totally did not have any kind of awareness around. So my thought process was, okay, like sugar is like cupcakes and donuts. But now we see with the keto diet and just with with more awareness in terms of how we're looking at health and nutrition in the 21st century that there's hidden sugar in so many different processed foods and the sugars that we get from carbs and all of those things and so creating that awareness for me and really starting down the road of the ketogenic diet in terms of just helping to create better nutrition for myself I feel like was one of the foundational things that really helped me to correct a lot of the hormonal imbalance, which has been one of the reasons why we've been able to get pregnant every time we've wanted to very quickly. And then, you know, you have things like PCOS that plays a huge role in infertility and insulin resistance occurs in more than 70% of women that have PCOS and more than 80% of women that have PCOS are overweight and obese. And so when we look at insulin resistance and obesity and how too much sugar and carbs really play a role in those things, it becomes clearer seeing the connection of how a low carb, higher fat diet, which is what we get with keto, can really help to address a lot of the issues that we find with infertility. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll just say one thing is that, you know, sugar is estrogenic, right? So one of the reasons why people can't get pregnant is because they're in a state of estrogen dominance, which is just completely just across the board. A lot of women are dealing with estrogen dominance. And so the goal of decreasing carbohydrates and sugars will actually help to decrease the levels of estrogen dominance in your body. And when you go on a ketogenic lifestyle, it will really help with that as well. Yeah, I think that's a really important point because so many clients that I have in my practice, it's all about that estrogen dominance that's really keeping them from feeling like themselves. And it's important regardless of whether you want to get pregnant or not. It's still something Mm -hmm. you need to correct. So let's talk more about infertility and what you see to be some of the common reasons why. So I know we mentioned PCOS. It's something we talk about a lot here on Keto for Women. What are some of the other factors involved that keep people from having these balanced hormones that could get them pregnant? I feel like overweight and obesity is a is a huge issue. I mean, there's there's lots of research to support that when you're overweight or obese, your probability of getting pregnant is much lower than someone that is not in that kind of weight range. And so I feel like that's become much more prevalent in our society. And so I think even just the concept of even if we took out all of the benefits of, you know, eating 
high fat and lower carb, just the concept of eating a more clean diet when you're going keto, I think is, is super beneficial for people depending on where they're starting from. So if you're eating like a more conventional diet, like I was, you know, I was like Miss Chick-fil-A queen, like fast food, <laughs> go take out all of that. A lot of people, you know, you may look at and be like, oh my gosh, that's such a bad thing. But I feel like I was able to see results relatively quickly from decreasing the sugar in my diet because I was starting out in such a <laughs> such a place that needed so much improvement. So I think the overweight obesity factor is a huge thing that plays a role, not just in fertility, but in the onset of chronic illness in general in the 21st century. So we're talking about heart disease, diabetes, just all the chronic issues that can really creep up when you're at a place of overweight. Fertility issues also improve when we see people get to a healthier weight and keto can definitely help with that. Mm, yeah. And I'll say that there's really three main things that cause infertility. This weighs in differently from one person to another. One person may have one aspect of the three things I'm going to talk about that is more prevalent. Another person may have another aspect of the three things that actually are causing the infertility and the challenges that they're dealing with. But ultimately, when you look at chronic inflammation, when you look at hormone dysregulation, when you look at the issues within the body that that create an environment epigenetically for infertility, it really comes down to these three things. Number one is toxicities. And there's two subcategories of toxicities. There's environmental toxicities or what they call inert toxins. And then there's biotoxins, which are living toxins. Now, the second category is deficiencies. You have deficiencies in micronutrients, which is a chronic issue in the 21st century. Most people are walking around, especially when we're looking at intracellular micronutrient tests. My wife and I look at these all the time. And what do we see, Erica? We see people with vitamin B deficiencies. Vitamin B is extremely important as a precursor for a lot of the vitamins, minerals that you need in order to produce you know, the types of hormones needed for optimal fertility. You see a lot of antioxidants that will help to reduce inflammation in your body that people are deficient in. Uh, you see chromium levels that are completely in the pots. And that's because, again, what Erica had talked about, which is insulin resistance and the amount of carbohydrates that people are eating. But across the board, when people even transition to a ketogenic lifestyle, and they still are deficient in micronutrients, they're essentially in a, they're becoming keto adapted, and they still have some of these issues that they're bringing into the diet, which is deficiencies and toxicities. Now, deficiencies can even go further than just micronutrients. You can have deficiencies in nerve supply. You know, I've talked to women that have literally been adjusted by a chiropractor and gotten pressure off of some of the nerves that are in their lumbar region that are feeding into the reproductive organs, and all of a sudden they get pregnant. And so that's another issue that a lot of women could be dealing with. There could be really poor issues with the oxygen saturation in the blood, which is another issue, which leads to kind of a, a non-optimal epigenome inside the body, which could again lead to more inflammation, dysregulation, and hormones, which could lead to infertility. So you've got so far toxicities, deficiencies, and the third thing is stress psychology, and so how many people have you heard 
you know, where they've been trying to get pregnant, they've been trying to get pregnant and tracking their cycle. You know, they're, they're essentially trying to conceive at the exact right time. And there's all this stress piled up on these individuals. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, they're like, you know what, let's just forget about it. You know, they, there's an argument that happens between the husband and wife or whatever. And they're like, I'm just done. And then, you know, next month they end up getting pregnant because they don't put so much pressure and stress on themselves to get pregnant just because the psychological aspect of the issue. So, you know, it could also be stress from your work situation, stress from just life challenges, but definitely stress in general and your psychological kind of impact that that has physiologically in your body is another major issue when it comes to infertility. So true. And I'm so glad that we're talking about more things than just looking at the hormones, because I think that's the typical thing that will take place when you are having trouble with your fertility is you go to the doctor and you get checked for your hormones. And a lot of times you get told that you're just fine and then it, you right. have no answers, but there's so many other things to look at. And so this, this other stuff that we're talking about, it's very specific and it's very, and a lot of people hard to probably detect unless you do the right kinds of testing. I would assume. I know you're talking about toxicity and I'm someone that has been through mold toxicity. So with the biotoxin awesome. illness. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it was not fun. <laughs> but here I am. <laughs> I'm on the other side. I'm proof that you can get rid of it. <laughs> so good to hear. Yes. Now, before we move on, I've got to take a second to tell you about the podcast partner that I am so excited to announce here on Keto for Women, Rasa Coffee. If you guys have not tried Rasa before, you are in for such a treat. I love Rasa for so many reasons. First of all, they are a Boulder local company, so always love to support those here in Boulder, but also they're doing great things for the coffee alternative space. So, so many times I see women just relying on so much coffee to get them through the day, especially in the keto space. And it just doesn't need to be that way. And quite honestly, shouldn't because it can really take a toll on your adrenals. So why not have a coffee alternative that not only tastes amazing, and I mean amazing, but also actually works to heal your adrenals. So Rasa Coffee is a completely coffee-free alternative beverage that actually uses adaptogenic herbs that heal and restore your adrenal function. So it's an herbal support. It tastes amazing. You brew it very similarly to coffee. I like to brew it in my French press and it works really well. I also love to have it like bulletproof style, quote unquote, with some coconut oil or ghee blended in. It tastes like heaven. I cannot wait for you all to try this. And really, it just would be a great way for you all to get started on not relying so much on caffeine, but providing your body with this safe healing style of energy that comes from these adaptogenic herbs, which is what Rasa is completely made of. There's no gluten, no caffeine, no sugar, no coffee, nothing but herbs that when blended all together, taste like a dream. So I really cannot wait for you all to try this. Head to Rasa Coffee with a K and get 15% off your order when you use the coupon code KETO, the number four women. That's Rasa, K-O-F-F-E-E dot com. 
Use coupon code KETO, the number four women, for 15% off your order. Let me know how you like your rasa because I know I like mine with some vanilla bean ghee blended in first thing in the morning. And really, truly, it provides this lasting, really stable energy that coffee does not bring me. You all know I cannot tolerate caffeine. So I am all about these coffee alternatives. And Rasa is absolutely my favorite, hands down. So go ahead and try yourself. Head over to rasacoffee.com. I'd like to talk a little bit deeper about each one of these and go through kind of how we can determine if we are someone that is having trouble with their fertility or wants to just make sure that in the future, they're going to be ready when it's time. What are some of these things that we can do to look for these things? So specifically, like starting with the toxicity, those are very specific tests a lot of times, correct? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, Eric and I used to run these really expensive $2,000 plus environmental toxicities tests. And what I realized after running around 20 tests is that everyone is toxic. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) We live in the 21st century, but everyone's body handles toxicities differently. And there are things that we can do that Eric has written article after article on and shot so many different videos at elevates.com on that really help people to become aware of where they're being exposed to toxins. So maybe I'll, I'll have her talk about that. But the test that I think is important to get done is a heavy metals test because everyone has different types of toxicities around heavy metals, depending on where they grow up and the exposures that they've had. Some people may have higher levels of cadmium. Some people may have higher levels of lead or or mercury, thallium. You've got some people that have grown up in the kind of certain areas where they've tested bombs or or there's been a lot of industrial work that have uranium in their bodies. They don't even know it. There's one woman in particular that I worked with in conjunction with a fertility clinic called Fifth Avenue Fertility in New York City. And what was great is I was working with this fertility doctor working to get this woman pregnant who is a celebrity in Hollywood And I was explaining the kind of work that I do. And he said, this is like at the core of infertility. He's like, what you're doing is so powerful and profound. And obviously, you know, it's it's just amazing the outcomes that you get when you work with people at this level. But ultimately, this individual had elevated levels of mercury and uranium. There's not a whole lot of people I've worked with elevated levels of uranium. But, you know, that is something that certainly was one of the underlying issues behind her being able to get pregnant. And what's been so rewarding with what Eric and I have been able to do is there's just been so many more women that have gotten pregnant after spending tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, there's some people that have actually spent over $100,000 on IVF and and all of these different treatment processes. But I'd love Erica, just because she's done so much research on some of the, the main triggers and issues that we see around environmental toxins, maybe just speak into that. Yeah. Heavy metals is definitely a huge one for sure. I know for me, when I was, I just kind of did the whole battery of tests back in 2009 when we first started working together. And, you know, just to touch on what Dr. Jones was saying about micronutrient deficiencies, you know, even if you're taking like a multivitamin these days, you can still come up with tons of micronutrient deficiencies in your body just needs to be at optimal levels in order to make hormones and function at the highest level. So that's another test that 
people should definitely consider when they're just looking holistically at everything. Because just like you said, Sean, it's not just about hormones. It's about everything involved in the process. Another test that I did and that we offer through our consultancy is just looking at your gut health. We know now that the gut is like the second brain of the body and it regulates so many different things, impacting hormones, your immune system, energy levels throughout the day, brain function, all of that. And so even just looking at that and noticing that I had some symptoms and issues with leaky gut and helping to really shore up my digestive system, address that. I also did a food sensitivities test because sometimes even when we're talking about nutrition and diets, you can still be eating you know, a, an amazing diet like the ketogenic diet, but also exposing yourself to foods that are just not ideal for your specific body. So I did a food sensitivities test, which is it's different than a food allergies test. We're not looking for anaphylactic reactions like a throat closing up, but we're looking for things like okay, for me, I was highly reactive to tomatoes. So it was something that I had to kind of eliminate from my diet in order to give my gut and my body time to heal from that. And what I also noticed in the process was, wow, my energy is a lot higher. I'm removing these foods from my lifestyle that are just not serving me right now. And also I I gained the benefit of having my hormones just regulated. So that's another test that I would highly recommend. But the point really is, is that just like you said, Sean, it's not just about kind of taking a a laser focus just on the hormones. It's really about everything that's working around the hormones as well to create an optimal environment to be able to get pregnant and have high levels of fertility. And I feel like that foundational work that Isaac and I did early on in our relationship was really kind of the springboard that helped us to have such success in our pregnancies and our ability to get pregnant these many years down the road. Yeah, I think that's really important. And we mentioned the idea of stress and how just, you know, everyday stressors can be enough to make you infertile. And really, of course, you want to have your body in the most optimal health as possible before getting pregnant. But if you don't, it's stressful on your body, you know, amongst other things, but it just adds to that stress to where your body's not going to think that it's well enough to take on the task of producing another human. So I think it really is so important to get this full picture of your entire body in order to really make a difference. So I do want to talk a little bit more about, we've mentioned a few times, the micronutrient deficiencies. And I think that that is something, as soon as you said that, I was like, yes, because I see that quite often. And even with people, and even sometimes more so in people that switch to a ketogenic diet, they become more micronutrient deficient because they suddenly think that they're not supposed to eat vegetables or something. So so can we talk a little bit about that? And basically, first of all, is there a way to kind of have an idea of what you might be experiencing without the testing? Or do we just, you know, do we need that? Or are there symptoms we can look for? And also, like, how do you have your patients tailor their ketogenic diets in order to improve that? I think one of the things that people can do with keto is they can become hyper-focused on the fat and protein part of the diet. And obviously that's important, but sometimes the produce and the vegetables kind of get left on the back burner. And so you are 100% correct. I'm so glad that you mentioned the micronutrient deficiencies in relation to the keto diet because oftentimes we see that increase. So even if you're like, okay, I'm going to you know, do the keto diet to help improve fertility, but then, okay, now you're 
increasing micronutrient deficiencies, that can create bigger problems. So one of the things that we like to do is really help people to focus on creating balance in their diet in terms of including the low-carb vegetables that you can eat, the leafy greens, stuff like that. Those are so nutrient-dense and rich. And oftentimes, even still, we can't quite get all the nutrients that we need just from our produce. So we also recommend that people supplement with a micronutrient complex when they're on the keto diet, because that just helps to make sure that everything's really balanced out and that we're also not creating another problem through not being in ketosis, but through moving to that kind of diet and lifestyle that can just become a little too focused on the fat and protein part of it. And I'll let Dr. Jones weigh in here too, because you might have some other strategies you use with the clients. Yeah, I think micronutrient deficiencies, again, are at the very core of a lot of the challenges that we're seeing in the 21st century. There's actual like certain micronutrient profiling, deficiency profiling for infertility. And the reality is the best thing to do always is to get tested because you can get specifics based off of your particular body. And there's even congenital genetic anomalies that can take place in one individual versus another that would create a susceptibility to have more of a deficiency for zinc or for for calcium or for B6 or something like that. So it's always good to kind of look at, you know, what your congenital anomalies are genetically or or look at the actual testing. However, like Erica said, like you're talking about, Sean, is that ultimately you can get a lot of it from your nutrition, from your food. And when you're on a ketogenic diet, when you're consuming, you know, fermented vegetables, when you're consuming sauteed vegetables and you're consuming healthy meats and also fish that have healthy levels of you know, omega-3 that are typically from uh, deeper waters to, to minimize the mercury toxicity, such as Alaskan salmon or something along those lines, you can really do yourself a lot of good. You know, some of the people that are on a ketogenic diet that are just eating meat and fat, <laughs> you know, that you can do, you can definitely get into ketosis that way, but it's not really called the modern day keto nutrient dense diet. It's more of like an Atkins type diet, right? Where it's kind of like more of a processed uh, food ketogenic diet. And, you know, again, you can get into ketosis that way and you're going to create deficiencies that way and you're going to create even more symptoms in the future that way. So what I know Sean educates and teaches you on in her website and her podcast is, is what we're talking about here, which is, you know, creating a lifestyle that helps you overcome these deficiencies. So if I were just to teach you some of the best things that you can do to overcome a lot of these, it would be number one, get on a B complex. Number two, get on a a really healthy multivitamin complex, ideally that's founded in more kind of like whole food multivitamins. There is good research around certain multivitamins being USP vitamins that will help to upregulate intracellularly the levels that they need to be versus a whole food vitamin. But ultimately, you know, consuming this multivitamin B complex and also really, you know, looking at some of the foods that you can eat specific to maybe the the deficiencies that you have. Like we know that some of the electrolytes, magnesium, potassium can be a little bit lower inside of a ketogenic diet. So, you know, kale and spinach and avocado and mushrooms can help with the potassium diet. Magnesium, for instance, if you have some oysters, pumpkin seeds, if you've got some Swiss chard or some cooked spinach, I mean, all of that is going to help with overcoming the magnesium deficiency, calcium, B vitamins. You know, there's a lot of issues, again, people have, but you can consume 
vitamins just in general, as well as look at different foods that are higher in these particular micronutrients that will help you overcome those deficiencies over time. So hopefully that will give you some good practical steps to get your body's physiology to the level that it needs to be, not to brag or anything, but to get it to where Erica's is. (laughs) (laughs) I would also add too that I was thinking as you were chatting there, two other things as well that they could add to their diet, you could add is probiotics and enzyme support. So Mm -hmm. when you're doing that, you can increase nutrient absorption in the gut of the foods that you're already eating. So sometimes what people are dealing with, with gut issues is just poor nutrient absorption. Their body, even though they're eating, you know, lots of vegetables, their body cannot absorb the nutrients. So enzymes, probiotics can really help to support health in that area and help you to get access to all of the vitamins that you're already eating. And one thing that we brought up briefly, but I want to talk a little further about because this is really where keto comes in really handy for everyone is the idea of inflammation. And I know when we're talking specifically about infertility, just something as simple as being too inflamed could keep you from having optimal hormone health, correct? Yeah, for sure. I think especially with the conventional diet, and I feel like now a lot of people, especially if they're more aware of a holistic approach, they understand that the low-fat diet that many of us kind of grew up on, like eating the margarine and the vegetable oils and all of that kind of stuff, that really increases inflammation at the cellular level. And if we kind of think back to science and chemistry, the cell's membrane is made up of fats. So the fats that we're eating really make up the building blocks of our entire body. So if we're eating like lots of bad fats and you know processed foods and things like that, that's creating inflammation at the cellular level and also contributing not just to infertility, but so many of the diseases and disorders that we're seeing in the 21st century. So I feel like because the keto diet really supports fat in terms of a healthy way, so we're talking about healthy fats like coconut oil and avocados and things like that, not only are these fats used to make hormones, but these fats are also used to build the cells, which is the building block of life. And that helps to decrease inflammation and just get the body functioning at a much higher level. And my husband is like the master in, in, in cellular inflammation and all mm-hmm. that. So I'll let you chime in here too. Yeah, thank you. I mean, yeah, just to piggyback on what you said, when you're consuming unhealthy fats, you end up creating more of a rigid cellular membrane and the cell-to-cell communication goes down. The ability for you to absorb micronutrients into your cells decreases and you create a, a state of inflammation inside the body. So if you think of like a fish tank, a lot of people, you know, if you've got an unhealthy fish and you've got like pollution in the water and you've got the water's mucky and you've got all this garbage that's floating on top of the water, anybody would look at that and say, guys, we just need to change the water and the fish will come back to life, you know? Well, a lot of people don't understand that that us as humans, we're 70, you know, 75, even sometimes up to 80% water. And so if you recognize that if we just change the type of macro and micronutrients we're consuming, we can literally just like shifting the water out of the fish tank and creating a, a better environment for the fish to swim in and come back to life in. That's what ends up happening inside of our body. And so there's really five things that create chronic cellular inflammation on a cellular level. And that's a rigid cellular membrane, mitochondrial dysfunction. You've got 
chronic environmental toxic exposures intracellularly that really decrease the ability for your cell to function at optimal levels. Methylation pathway support and optimization, which is so critical, so critical when it comes to fertility because your methyl pathways protect your genes and the healthy expression of your genes. That's number one. And then number two is methyl pathways help to get rid of the toxic hormones out of your body. So a lot of people are methyl depleted. And so, and that's one of the reasons is because of chronic toxicities. So you have to look at optimizing the methylation pathway. And of course, if you've got cellular membrane rigidity and issues with the cell membrane. So environmental toxins and micronutrient deficiencies and abnormal psychology drives chronic inflammation inside the body, which again, like I said at the very beginning, one person could have micronutrient deficiencies combined with stress, and that's the reason why they're developing an epigenetic expression of infertility in their bodies. Another person could be exposed to toxicities and micronutrient deficiencies, and they have no stress, and that could be the underlying reason why they have infertility issues epigenetically in their body. But we also have to recognize that in most challenges with infertility, it's 50% women and 50% men. So anything that we're talking about right now should also be addressed inside the man just as much as it should be in the woman, because most people in society are looking at the woman as broken when in reality, the man has the cell phone in the pocket with the Bluetooth and Wi-Fi on, and it's dropping the sperm count from 100 million to you know 3 million or something like that and the dude shooting blanks. So it's like, you have to recognize there's more to the puzzle than just what's going on with the woman. And at the same time, if you can really work to drive down inflammation in the body by addressing these three things, what you're going to do is you're going to increase superoxide dismutase, which is an enzyme that breaks down the free radical superoxide inside the cell, which will drive inflammation down even more. And the ketogenic diet has actually been shown and proven to be able to support that process and get rid of that chronic inflammation inside the cells. Ooh, I love it. That's so great. And I do think it's really important that we bring up the fact that the man has just as much healing and digging to do with their health as the woman. So (laughs) really important to know that it's a dual thing. (laughs) Okay, so let's finish up. I just want to hear more from both of you. If there's anything in particular with the keto diet that should be considered for someone that's looking to increase their fertility, like things that should or shouldn't happen to include, not to include anything specific, or can we just go straight keto? What's the considerations? I think for women, sometimes you have to make some concessions based on your body. Everybody's different, how you're functioning. And some people, some women do better when they're carb cycling with keto. So we've always kind of recommended that people give strict keto a go for like four to six weeks. But some people just don't function as well on a strict keto diet. They need to do carb cycling where they're not binging on like Cheesecake Factory, but they're adding in like healthy carbs, like some berries or like a baked sweet potato for a day. And the research has shown that there's benefits to doing that and can actually help improve getting into ketosis for some people. So since women and men are different hormonally, sometimes that can be a benefit if someone's kind of hitting a brick wall with the strict keto. It may be a good idea to implement some of that, but it definitely needs to be after several weeks of just trying to see what the results are with just going to a full-blown keto diet and then going from there. 
Beautifully said. Yeah, I would second that. A lot of people that just try to get keto adapted and their bodies aren't becoming keto adapted, literally all it can take is just for them to do some carb cycling or some shifting of the type of nutrients that they're consuming. And that will help to reset leptin and insulin and things of that nature and get you back, actually accelerate the process of becoming keto adapted much faster. So that's important, especially for women that are estrogen dominant and that have issues with their cycle. This is something that's really important for them because if they just try to go into ketosis and they're just trying to bulldoze their way into ketosis and their body's not allowing them to, just be easy on yourself and kind of create an opportunity to go through a process of getting into the ketogenic state over a one and a half month, two month, three month period and not trying to sprint into it. But over time, the process, what I love about ketosis is it it strengthens your healthy eating muscles because as you're getting into the state of ketosis, if you're following Sean's recommending on our website, you end up essentially building the muscle of consuming healthy foods. And so even if you're carb cycling, you're going to be carb cycling a lot healthier when you're following Sean's strategies or our strategies than if you're following recommendations that some other people are making. What carb cycling isn't is binge eating <laughs> as much Dairy Queen as you want <laughs> over the weekend, you know, like... I hear all these personal trainers like, make sure to tell your clients that you don't want to leave a stone unturned over the weekend and then you can get back healthy over Monday through Friday. I'm like, yeah, Bill Phillips' Body for Life used to work, but... Yeah, I used to do that back in the day and have this insane cheat day every Sunday. It was so bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so you can bad. probably talk to what that ends up doing for your body. Yeah, life. exactly. So yeah, I think all of that is so great. You guys are definitely speaking my language. I think the idea of women in particular, and especially women who have some hormone issues, they're looking to heal up to take your time switching to keto and and getting keto adapted. It doesn't have to be like within a week. You can really take your time and just learn to listen to your body. And if that means that you're having more carbs certain days of the week, then go for it, right? Because that's really the best indicator is you just learning what's best for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's important that the keto lifestyle doesn't become another point of stress. So we've seen people who, oh my gosh, like my husband said, like you're bulldozing your way, trying to get into ketosis. And then that even becomes a point of stress. So I love that we're talking about the benefits of keto living, but also doing it in a way that is kind to yourself and to your body. and doesn't create a bunch of other stressors that you don't need. Yeah. Love it so much. It's exactly the same way I feel. So why don't you guys just tell me real quickly, tell everyone a little bit more about your website and what you do and what they can find over there. Yeah, our website is elevase.com. It's E-L-E-V as in violin, A-Y-S.com. And what we love to do there is just provide tons of content, information, really for women that are looking to upgrade their health. We're geared towards families in particular. So our kind of core areas that we really operate in is around ketogenic living. So if you're looking for recipes or you have questions about how to get over keto flu or stuff like that, we've got all of that on our website 
website. We share about essential oils, non-toxic products to make your lifestyle even better. We're talking about reducing those estrogen mimicking factors that can create estrogen dominance. We share information about that. And it's just really a great place for people that really want to upgrade their health and access a lot of the cutting edge information in science and research on how to do that in a practical way. Yeah. I love it. That sounds so great. And we'll make sure to include a link in the show notes to that website. And yeah, thank you both so much for being here. That was really, really informative and just really diving deep into this world of infertility that I feel like so prominent right now and becoming more so by the day. So if we can do anything to combat that, we're in the right place. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us, Sean. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate you. Thank you. 